I've never lost a Boise State, which I'm proud to say. My freshman year, we beat them oh. three times. That's all that matters. Yes. If I if I did anything, that is that might be the most important thing. I still hate Boise. I hate blue and orange. We are the tribe from the north. We're brave and we're bold. Defeating our rivals never gets old. Making our way to the Big Sky Conference. Watch out, cause here comes the silver and gold. the vandals of idaho okay welcome back to the tubs at the club podcast brave and bold chris is on a hiatus i am your host today uh they call me the godfather the founder of tubs at the club sean kramer coming to you from the beautiful country of taiwan with me i have my co-host martin always uh always vandaling it up uh former band member and with us we have an absolute Legend, two-time Western Athletic Conference champion, Alyssa Charleston is with us today. How you doing, Alyssa? I'm doing so well after that intro. Takes me back mm-hmm. to the glory days. My ego is like up here now. <laughs> it's just getting started. You, your ego is going to be to the roof by the end of this. Whoa, 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 Sean. Hold your horses. I know you're excited and you're getting into it. And I got to thank you. You saved this episode. Not only was I not on it with one of my all-time Vandal faves and Alyssa Charleston because I'm an idiot and broke my foot, but you also saved the episode because we lost it and you were lucky enough to download it, be able to share it. We're here to give it to the people. But one of the reasons we're able to give it to the people is because Montucky Cold Snacks helps keep the lights on. Ain't nothing like cracking a Montucky cold snack, an ultra-refreshing light beer born in majestic big sky country. The best part is when you crack a snack, you're giving back. Montucky cold snacks donates 8% of all profits back to local causes, even right here in Idaho. Supporting organizations like the CW Hogs and the Idaho Food Bank. Yeehaw, that's freaking awesome. Montucky cold snacks, a light American lager for pow-pow rippers. Gator Wranglers, Pony Riders, and Badass Do-Gooders. Visit MontuckyColdSnacks.com today to find out how to get, yes, some snacks. Now, I won't keep you guys any longer. Enjoy this episode. It's freaking awesome. Uh, and very always excited to talk vandals. Um, you know, we've recently had Max Ford on. Uh, we're going to have the Splash Sisters on. Uh, we're going to have uh, another vandal legend, Theo Lawson. It's going to be on. Yes. I get to hang out with him a lot at games. Well, not anymore, but I get to see Theo all the time. Hopefully soon uh, you will be able to be as busy as you want to be, and, and we'll get into what you're doing these days. Uh, but uh, first, Alyssa, I just want to talk to you about, uh, you know, it's the big question. Why Idaho? Uh, obviously, all of us are graduates of this amazing college, and we're so proud to be graduates of Idaho, and we, every time you know the topic comes up, we're just so excited to talk about Moscow. So when people ask you, you know, why did you go to Idaho? What do you tell them? Honestly, the first thing that comes to my mind is family. I mean, the difference of going to other colleges and going on official visits to different schools. Yes, they're a team, but there is a family vibe at Idaho that you did not feel in other places, and. I knew right away that I'd be able to make an impact. John kind of told me that, that they were, they were going to give me a chance um, to make an impact on the team early. And I had a lot of friends above me that were at Pac-12 schools or, you know, Big 12 schools and riding the bench. And that was for the foreseeable future. And that was kind of freaky to me. Like, I, yeah, it's cool to say that you go to UW or cool to say maybe you go to USC, but... Did you make an impact? Did you actually enjoy your time there? And when I went to Idaho, man, the people, the, the I was looking it up. I went to, the, my official visit was the weekend they beat Hawaii in the dome. Like Mike Upati was a senior, Rob Aikie's third year. Like there was just so much good around the program and it was such a, a fun atmosphere, Moscow. Like there's nothing like it. Like it's a college town and, but it's also a community outside of that. And mm-hmm. I just like, I fit with the team. I fit with the coaches and everything they were telling me, they made good on it. And I didn't know that going in, but I had a vibe 
that they would be those kind of people and it fulfilled and exceeded my expectations. I know, and, and you being a, a greater Seattle area girl, did it did it really help that, that you were going to be able to stay in the Pacific Northwest, you know, especially because the basketball culture around Seattle is just huge. So I imagine that you wanted to stay in a place where you could still feel that. Yeah, absolutely. And my parents, a quick five-hour drive, they got to see so many of my games. Like, there was a potential I might have gone to Iowa State or St. Mary's. Like, that would have been mm-hmm. – expensive places to go to my parents actually got to see me play in person for most of my career and mm. being still connected to seattle and still knowing what's going on over there um was huge yeah um so when you got in as a freshman the the, the program was still building i don't want to say struggling but they were still building and and the winds weren't coming as soon as as quickly as you wanted, um, your freshman year, your sophomore year, how um, how was that process, especially for you coming in as a as a high school star, and maybe you learned some things really quickly. Oh man, you know, maybe I'm not as good as I as I was. I need to get better. Super humbling. No matter what, like that freshman year, we had four or five seniors. I think we had all five seniors start. Or no four seniors starting, one junior. So really heavy loaded with experience, vest. We were good. I think we made it to the quarterfinals of the WAC championship that year, but mm-hmm. a lot of experienced people ahead of me and they fell short of it. We fell short of expectations that my freshman year because we had so many good seniors, Yinka, Oluruna Faye, Teresa Tulaney, and right. Rochelle Cloakey, just such a loaded squad. And then sophomore year was like definitely the biggest struggle for me because we had a losing record. Um, We just, nothing was clicking and we were all friends. We were all close. So at least off the court, everything was really fun, but it is really humbling to go from like a high school was like a pretty, we were a pretty good program, but we were nothing that was like blow your socks off. And freshman year was, I mean, you're just, you're getting used to everything. Like the first you hop right in and you have conditioning two days a week at 6 a.m., lifting at 6 a.m., three days a week. And in addition to practice later on, it's just like that schedule is so mind-numbingly tough to get used to. But then you do. And then sophomore year, I think we just hit like the toward the end of it. You know, we didn't finish where we wanted to. But at the end of it, we were like, okay, we've got some building blocks. We had a really good recruiting class coming in. Like Christina, Connie, Allie, that crew was game changing. So we were really excited at the end of that year for that. Yes. So your junior year is when it all really turned around. And I think I remember the turning point is when you guys went to Gonzaga and got blown out, if I I remember correctly. Um, That bus ride back, you guys were three and eight. Was it senior year that we when they lost by eight? I think was it was that senior year? That no, lost it was by eight? the year before you played them close. The year okay, before, the year before they beat you pretty bad, okay. and you yeah. came back. The team was three and eight. Um, obviously, when the conference season started, that's when things started to click. You know, that's when Connie got comfortable. Uh, you know, being a ball handler. That's when Christina found her shot. That's when Ali uh, was really learning uh, to be physical on the inside. I mean, what? What was it like, you know, coming from three and eight, and then obviously we'll get to Las Vegas, but during that conference season, started to see it click. What were the keys for the for the kids? What was the key for you? I think the we were so competitive in practice, and we were like all really friendly. But you noticed the difference between like who, what kind of players John recruited and brought in. It matched my competitiveness. It matched Stacy's competitiveness. These girls were in here to start and they had the high expectations coming in. They were starting early on. Christina, Allie, Allie made her way in with um, competing with Jeff Graham and the practices were just brutal. Like we went at it night in, night out. And that really made us better. Allie and I were always going against each other. And when we got to play with each other on a team in practice, it was like, Oh, let's go. Like you, you knew you could take over and, I think it honestly is, is it, it might sound corny, but yeah, I think it really started in practice and that's when it clicked and we just started not dominating teams, but we would dominate some teams in the whack and then like play others close and then yeah, led into Vegas and that was fun. 
Yeah, the thing about Vegas uh, in 2013 was all of those games were close. Uh, you won the quarterfinal, if I, if I remember correctly, uh, on a buzzer beater. Uh, the semifinal was close. And then the championship game against Seattle. Um, is that, how nerve-wracking was that for you? But also, do you think it was more important for you guys to, to win games like that as opposed to um, just being dominant and not being challenged? Yeah, I totally think that's the case. I mean, it feels like a long time ago, but now I see, like, because I cover Gonzaga, I see them crush teams in the WCC regular season, and then teams give them a battle because everything changes. You reset the scene once you start the tournament. So for us, like, that first game, San Jose State, we were supposed – it was like a three versus a six, I think. Yeah, um, you were – Chrissy Carr. Yeah, mm -hmm. Chrissy Carr with, like, the drive and finish at the end and mm – -hmm. Uh, that sent us we weren't supposed to be that close, but San Jose stepped up and they played so well. And so we were prepared to take on Utah State. We were the three seed. They were the two, I think. And Utah mm -hmm. State was supposed to win that. Like Devin Christensen, I think she had 37 points oh, in that boy. game. Like could, yeah, could She's not. The Idaho, not. Right? She's what? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. She yeah. went off. And, mm -hmm. but we got a really good game from Stacy. I think Marin hit a couple threes. Maren Askelin, and it was, that game was so much fun. That that was truly, like, shocking. The looks on our faces from those photos, I love to look at them because I, like, I remember being, like, we just did that after they swept us in the regular season. So, and then Seattle U, we just hated them. Like, that was a true Yes, that rivalry. was a real rivalry. I, I, I could tell just the way that you guys interacted on the floor, you guys didn't like each other. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of crap talk a lot of yeah they played they played dirty i'll tell them that to their faces now because i know some of those girls but their coach i don't know there was just bad blood but it was fun is there is there a certain event that sparked it oh for me it was at home i think the first game we played them in moscow and it was like a one or two point game and the co coach drew up a play for me because we were down one or down two and um, one of their players, I forget her name. She was a point guard. She was my year, and I played against her in AAU all the time. And I think I had a missed dribble, or I messed up. I turned the ball over or something, or didn't go well. And she was in my face, like, it was all on you. You choked, you choked, you choked right there. So mm, really? <laughs> I remember that going forward, and, yeah, that set it up for junior and senior year. Okay. Yeah, it does help with those rivalries when you keep seeing people over and over and over again, right? Yeah, it does. Totally does. Okay. I want to get – I want to save UConn and get into how you guys took that into the next season. Like, that – the next season you guys had was absolutely historic. Like you came so close to going undefeated in, in the – so close to being undefeated in the WAC. Uh, you guys – or less tours through the there. I think there was one challenge in the conference tournament, but otherwise, you guys. I think you guys were behind New Mexico State at halftime in the semis, but you won. Um, but you guys really handled everybody. I mean, what was that like? I mean, all of a sudden, most of your career is we're not that good. We're getting better. Oh, okay, we're, we're we're there, and then all of a sudden, you're dominant. You are the new Fresno State of this conference. What was that like? Yeah, that's a good comparison. I think it was just the end of that season, end of, the end of our sophomore year. It was like we, you know, finished it out in the NCAA tournament. There was so much confidence. Like, for me, as one of the leaders on the team coming back, I was like, we need to keep this thing going. We need to make sure that our confidence is high and, like, we have the same kind of, like, intensity in the off season, in practice. Like, that's our new standard. And that was, like, a, a theme we carried. Like, this is the new standard <clears throat> to make it to the NCAA tournament. And anything beneath that is not good enough. It doesn't matter that sophomore year, or freshman year, like Stacy and I, and a few of our other seniors were like, well, I guess I was the only senior. Well, no, Addie was, but. Um, mm, Skivo. Skivo. Oh, I love her. She's yeah. one of my faves. Yeah. Um, she, is the, uh, she is the quintessential glue player. Just the defense. <laughs> uh, she can score when all the scores are covered. Uh, yeah, she was fun to watch. Yeah, and best kind of shooter, the best shot for her was off one foot. She could make any shot off one foot from anywhere on the court. Like, it was so wild. But Yes, exactly, rest in peace. Um, 
so yeah, I think that like the standard was just a whole new level and it was, that was the expectation like that. I don't, there's just something in your brain that churns that clicks and it's mm-hmm. like, that's who we are. And that's what we are from now on. Like, this is what I know. This is what I know we can be. We're way too good. Way too many returners. And I think every, we should have beat Cal that year in the preseason. We should have beat Gonzaga. Like we lost by eight. We were up at half and like that, those kind of, games just reinforce what we should have been and I honestly like love the teams that have come since but I would love to go against the teams that won the big sky and the splash sisters would love to put our team against them I think that'd be fun but we get Christina and Connie those are ours that's me yeah we get Allie all right let's talk about the the big NCAA tournament games because I remember two things uh number one I remember in 2014 uh, I was in the room and I was looking directly at John's face when they announced you were a 14. That's good, right? But they announced number four in the country, Louisville, as a three seed. And John's face was livid. And he's trying to hide it, but John can't hide his emotions. Livid. So you guys have to go play the number four team in the country who should have been a one, Louisville. Oh. Let's talk about that trip. Then we'll track back to UConn because I'll do respect to an amazing program at Louisville. UConn's a, a different league. So let's talk about Louisville yeah. first. Your last game. Yeah, going into that one, yeah, we were pissed because we knew that they deserved to be a two-seed or a one-seed, but it's also an opportunity to play against an even better team than we expected. Um, and once you get past UConn, honestly – at that point, if I'm being totally honest, there's so much. It's UConn, and then you're two through seven or eight, nine seeds, mm-hmm. their group, and they're a separate group from UConn, and then yeah. the rest. Yeah. So if you get anyone other than UConn, it's like, okay, there's a chance. <laughs> and like going against Louisville, like Shoni Schimmel, she was someone I played against all the time. Uh, one of the best Native American players, really represents the Native American culture so well and like brought that up to you know prominence and the way she played it was so showy and so much fun like step back and i don't know she was just so much fun to watch she's from lapway uh she i don't know if she's from lapway she might be from oregon or maybe she is from lapway i mean she might have some relation to them i thought she was like pendleton or that area but um yeah, so playing them, like, we, I think we were really close to halftime. They tried to press us, and we kind of tore apart their press and got early buckets. But the um, Iowa City or Cedar City, I think it's Iowa City, playing in that gym, Iowa Hawkeyes, that was so much fun. That was a great venue, really good fan base. And just the whole, like, getting chartered, getting all your meals, like, no limit on your meals. You're going to have, like, whatever you want, snacks everywhere you go. Like, I was all about that. So, and it yeah. was like your last, your last go around, my last go around. So it's like, put it all out there. Like it was a reward well-deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At the end of and the then, season, for sure. And then obviously, uh, not only do you get to play UConn, you get to play at UConn. You get to play at that gym. Um, I mean, Obviously, you go into that game and you're just going to be like, I'm going to play my basketball, see what happens. You don't expect to lose, but you have a good idea that it's it's an uphill battle. But still, I mean, when you were out there competing with those players, um, was that just an affirmation to you that that uh, you belonged there, that, that uh, you were really going to try and pursue professional basketball after that? Yeah, I mean, up to that point, like, a lot of people don't know, like, there was, we loved each other so much on that team, but there was a lot of struggle inside the team that year, just with, like, Mm. a bunch of different things, and fighting that and getting to where we were, it was, like, it it felt so, so good to get there and actually Mm. win the WAC tournament and make sure that we got there, but there was a moment right before we tipped off where I, like, I looked across and I saw the UConn jersey. And just like all my childhood memories flashed before me, like this is what I've always wanted to go against the best, to be on the best floor of women's basketball for a long time. And other friends, like for me, it was an affirmation, yeah, that I wanted to continue to play and play pro and play against the best. But it was also like, I chose Idaho and it was the best choice of my life. 
because I'm here at the NCAA tournament and my other friends that are in different conferences that didn't have a shot at making the NCAA tournament because you only get one automatic bid, right? Like that is a game changer. That was so surreal to me. I think about that all the time, like the freeze frame of like seeing the Yukon jersey and being like, yeah, this is what I always wanted to, to get to. But um, dude, they just kept coming at us with like six foot three, six foot three, just rotating freak athlete after freak athlete. And I don't tell people this. We lost by that much. And Brianna Stewart wasn't even playing. Like, I don't tell people that because it was that bad. They are so good. So freakish. First play of the game, I get knocked on my butt by their point guard. While I'm yeah. Trying to take a foul. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're play off the, right off the tip off. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. This is how it's going to go. Um, Gino Arima had the audacity to like pat John on the butt after the game. Like they're cool friends. Like, I don't know. And John told us that and I was like, are you proud of it? Or like, how do you feel about it? <laughs> do you feel a little bit like inferior? <laughs> I think he was cool, but you know where I am with that on the butt. So that happened. So maybe his, maybe his, his life too. He's never going to wash those pants. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Never. No chance. Um, uh, talk about what it was like to get coached by John. I mean, John is a guy who, does not hide his emotions. Uh, he he puts what he thinks on his face. Uh, he's good with his words. He can try and talk around his emotions, but if you, the more that you know him, the more that he's just so easy easy to read. But I would imagine sometimes playing for that kind of coach is, is a good thing because you always know what they think. You always know what they think about you. That's it's that's such a good point, and that's not something I think about often, but it is the absolute truth. Um, going into it, yes, every coach is different with how they recruit you and how you actually get coached once you're there. They're going to be harder on you once you get there. But mm -hmm. John was incredibly tough on me, like incredibly tough. And I've had mm -hmm. male coaches before. I'd only had one female coach ever, um, and there is a different vibe that you get from from male and female coaches, but he would get after me and get under my skin and like, cause he wanted me to believe what he believed about me. And to this day, like he's, I don't know if there's any person that's been more influential in my life than him because having someone that believes you're something before you are that something is, it can change your life. It truly can. Like I totally viewed myself completely differently, like so much more confidence and it was because of those moments in practice where he was getting in my face instead of someone else's when someone else made a mistake. Like granted, I made a lot of mistakes, but when it was not just my fault, it was on me. And he made me the example. Right, like yeah. once, a, Yeah, exactly. And he wanted me to be that, saw that from me from the beginning. And, you know, we had our, we didn't, I had never fought back, but afterward, like the fact that we can still be, friends and have a great relationship now like I'm so grateful for everything he's done for me and he, I don't know if he'll tell you this but he definitely cried at my graduation party after man after that that loss to Louisville we had like a 15 minute cry session in the locker room at Iowa just because yeah. you mean so much to someone he meant so much to me and I meant a lot to him because it's his whole life right that's his job and I'm trying to please him this whole time. But at the end of the day, it's like, wow, he was just growing me. So I don't think a lot of people have that kind of relationship with their coach. I could talk about it for so long, but at the end of the day, like you said, like I get experiences from other teammates, that, other friends from high school that were like, even over at Gonzaga, like I heard one thing and he coached me a different way and then he would get mad at me for something completely different. And I'm like, dang, I never had that. It was a straight path. It was like, you're doing this wrong don't do it again or you won't play. Like it, he was so clear about mm. what he wanted and the relationship we have now is what I'm probably most grateful for. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen John get emotional anger and I've seen him with tears before too. Uh, I know you weren't on the 2016 team, but I know that you watched the interview. What, what was that when you saw that and he's just like, the grass is greener three what, what can you can you was that at you? Idaho State? This was the Big Sky Championship at game Reno. at Reno. And we know we had beaten Idaho State. Yeah. And um, because some Idaho State guys were talking trash because he left Pocatello, 
Can you give us your play-by-play of that? Well, I remember seeing on video how he acted at Idaho State because he was getting crap the whole time. And I watched that game on video, and it was like he he was yelling something. And I was like, I don't even want to know what he's saying right now. But when he gets mad, he says some things. That game, I think I was – I would have been calling it the 2016. I don't know, maybe that was 2015. Reno but, 2016, yeah, yeah. And he had, they had just won, and he was in the press conference. And one of the reporters from Pocatello asked him, because those guys went to Reno. Yeah. And the, the Idaho State fans were talking trash to him again. So he brought it up, and he was just like, you know what? The grass is greener in Moscow. Three. And then uh, uh, you look over to Ali, and Ali is just like, <laughs> he's just like yeah that's my coat <laughs> the peace holder yep that's where we're at that's yep. he that's when you know him like he he will have those moments of like intense like pride and excitement and like yeah we're happier here because i mean he he brought them a championship too in idaho state and mm-hmm. they weren't you know gonna give him enough to retain him i don't even really he didn't talk much about that relationship so all I know is that he is he's very happy in Moscow, and I can affirm. I've never been to Pocatello, but I know the grass is greener, and everything is probably better in Moscow. Uh, I don't think Come any on. of us have a desire to go live in Pocatello, Idaho. Uh, Lake Panhandle, just fine. Well, let's talk about <laughs> Moscow. Uh, obviously, you know, the people, the, the, the program, you know, the people around the athletic department were fine, but... What were your what were your comforts in Moscow? You know, I know for me it was uh, obviously the Corner Club, drinking Rainier, making me feel like I'm home, uh, and yeah. the bagel shop. Uh, you know, things like that. What was your what was your what was your Moscow comfort? I'm with you on the Corner Club. There's no place like it. All the obviously. like actual socializing. Look at the logo. Look at the logo. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. That's so perfect. And that's exactly what it is. It truly brings like vandals together. And it's not just a party scene and just like dancing. Like it is a social place and you get to talk about the game. You get to talk to each other about, you know, you get to talk to the band. You get it. That's where you actually get to interact with people. I love the band. I will discuss you guys. Um, but I would say outside of that, my, I had an addiction to coffee that grew my sophomore year. So there was a place in the admin building called Sisters. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I used to get chai tea there all the time for my media law class. Oh my gosh, yeah. was upstairs. Did you have Steve Smith? It, no, it wasn't Steve Smith. It was the guy who I was guess. harder than Steve Smith. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is name. yeah. Blessings that Steve Smith mm. came after him because he was he yeah. was great and he was that wasn't too crazy. Yeah, but yeah, any yeah, um coffee shops, loved Red Star for most of my time. Um, mm. One World Coffee oh, yeah. are my favorite. Um, Carne Asada at La Casa Lopez. Yep. I don't I do not do red meat anymore, but oh my gosh. Give me Carne Asada any day of the week, any moment of the day. Especially on oh, Wednesday night. Especially on Wednesday night, two for one margaritas. Yes, the best. <laughs> you have one and you're like, whoa, do I need another? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they're just like you can't share, so it's like okay, well I'll get two and you get two, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll down about five or six bowls of chips on our on yeah. our way there. Yeah, oh the best yeah. um, bagel shop. I'm so with you on that. I love the bagel shop. Mm. There's so many good spots in Moscow, and it, you only grow like you only get to know more and more as you're there. Like I don't feel like that's the same case in Pullman, mm. and I'll throw shade at Pullman, and I'll throw shade also at Barstool Wazoo because they have they come up with. I saw that kicker thing. Like, imagine something about like oh, making a kick. kick. PAT. Yeah, I was like, dude, if it, if you're gonna insult us, don't insult our kickers. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We, the, kicking is the one thing we know how to do. It's the yeah. one thing we know how to do. All right, we Bobby Cowan, Chase Longmore, yeah, yeah. Nico, Cade Cobb. Yeah. Like, come on, what? Oh, so that means yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all cannot <laughs> kick right now. Yeah, cooked <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, Martin, do you want to ask her about the bands? No, I. Oh gosh, I don't really know where to. Like, if I start with anything about that, yeah, it was a. Uh, oh gosh, 
Was there ever? Martin told me that Martin, you, uh, you, uh, even though you didn't get to go to Vegas, that you yeah. did still do a lot of her games. Is there anything that you remember about covering some of those games no, when when I, the program really started to turn around? I, I still like. I kind of remember was, oh gosh, it feels like a long time. When did you graduate, Martin? Uh, the, the, I don't want to get into that. Uh, 2017. <laughs> but but, uh, but I, you, you're a long yeah. time fan. Yeah. Uh, it was a. Uh, gosh. Was there ever like, you know, like when I it hasn't come out yet, but like the Taylor and McKayla interview, they talked about like the away band, away fans and away bands, like how they just can't compare to us. Is there anything that was? Not just like maybe like what I was in there, which would have been 2013 and 2014, but was there like a, is there any, could you compare, is there any like odd like away games you have, like where the away fans or away bands would try and distract you that just didn't work? Yeah, I had two examples. One of a band being just completely illegitimate and that is the Boise State Broncos. (laughs) They were trying to do our fight song. Yeah, yeah totally is, a, is a plagiarism of ours because they're no, not a risk. Supposedly, about their fight song was somebody at that used to be affiliated with us, like wrote it for them in the beginning. But that's what I've okay. been told. But ours yeah, is the original, stories. so someone yeah. before us yeah, yeah. wrote it for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. like their fight song seems similar to ours. Okay, it's plagiarism. It's like everything. <laughs> so I didn't know that going into it. We played at Boise State. Um, what my freshman year. I've never lost to Boise State, which I'm proud to say. My freshman year, we beat them oh. three times. That's all that matters. Yeah. If I if I did anything, that is that might be the most important thing. I still hate Boise State. I hate blue and orange together. I just mm-hmm. don't do it. Um, but once we won there, they were talking a little trash during the game, but it was just weak and it was, you know, you know, not great. On, yeah, I know. And so then they started playing our fight song. Um, I think it was the end of the game because obviously our band wasn't there. It was at Boise yeah. State. And I, for some reason, like I'm a pretty respectful person, but when it comes to bands and like opposite fans and rivalries, I kind of transform a little bit. So I went in front of their band and was like singing our fight song. Like I see, because they have a little like time where they yeah. do the IVHO and I did it and my team joined me <laughs> and they did not like that. Um <laughs> So that's when I first realized that Boise State plagiarized our song. And then and that ladies and gentlemen, Charleston is a legend. <laughs> is a legend. <laughs> um, yeah, terrorizing bands. Uh, La Tech. I will give La Tech credit because they were pretty creative. Um, they would they said something about like <laughs> basketball Barbie every time I was at the free throw line. <laughs> I was like, I mean that's that's funny because I'm blonde, I'm tall, whatever. I don't it's look like. Compliment. I, I kind of took it as a compliment. I was like, "Don't look at my nails," because those you don't. Look you should, you should have went up to the band and been like, "Come on, Bobby, let's go party." <laughs> I should have done that afterward. Just done the, the whole theme song, but yeah, that was pretty creative. So I'll, I'll give La Tech credit for that. But outside of that, ugh, see how to use band week. I just you guys have so much spirit, and you're so like together. Like you, you don't mm-hmm. just have one person going for it. It's like. One person said, okay, we're all in. Like it, I don't know. Nothing like it. Um, is there a moment like when you were maybe at home or you were and, and the band really uplifted you or maybe you were away and you were just like, man, I wish we had the band right now. Like I need some energy. Definitely remember feeling that on away games. Like, where's our band? This is where it's like, mm-hmm. this, everything changes. Because you guys were mm-hmm. they're really good at like riding the momentum of the games, highs and lows. Like, mm-hmm. you were with us. And especially at the beginning of games, I guess I also a huge appreciation for bands. I loved my Luxembourg team band, but <laughs> they play the entire game. They play during, yeah, yeah, yeah. they play during. It's not, you probably know, yeah. Like, we talked about this. It's in Taiwan right now, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every at-bat, like, there's music the whole time. There's no time to sit and think. Like, we need to miss you when you're gone. Like, because then you come back and we actually miss you. And, like, we enjoy Mm -hmm. your presence. In Luxembourg, I love them. But they just nonstop drum roll, drum drum line, hard drum line. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
oh man, I'm trying to remember if there's any, a lot of times it would be Mem Gym for sure when they're up on the mm-hmm. stage and they're really, they feel like they're with us, like on the court. I love that setup. It's right there. Oh, yeah, I remember, uh, yeah, I, well, because I, I remember in Las Vegas, who didn't bring their band to the WAC tournament? Seattle U. Seattle U. So during both the championship games, there was only one band. How big was that for you guys? So big. That was so important. And you just, we obliterated them. Like, and we didn't, as a team, we didn't obliterate them, but band wise and spirit wise, that was such a game changer. And I remember Meredith Metzger and Shelby were both on the band, in the band. So I was like really close with them. Oh my gosh, such great. And Kyle, was Kyle, what? Wow, there's another person, like some of my jam classes. Yeah. Uh, oh, they were just such good people. And they, they cared so much. Like they were so invested in it. And they were like, I remember celebrating with them after the WAC mm-hmm. after we won the WAC championship, yeah. they came on the floor and like pictures with them. And man, that was fun. And you like being able to be friends with you now too, Sean, like you covered mm-hmm. us, you were there, you knew the team, like you came to interviews, like one of the few media outlets that cared about us at the time, like yeah. that mattered so much. But I had a choice to do the men's team or the women's team. And, 13, 14, and I was like, I'm going to cover the winner. <laughs> I love I love, I love, love the boys, you know, Mike Scott, you know, that's my boy, Kyle yeah. Rose, Madison, but I was like, I'm going to be with the, I'm going to be with the women's team this year. If we win a championship, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Good choice. Was, that was definitely one of the highlights of my Argonaut Idaho career was being able to cover that team, cover a winner. Uh, you know, covering a personality like John Newley, you know, all of it's special to me. You know, I loved covering Pete Shola, Pete Shola, Shola. Uh, and, and you know, the, the football transition and 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 all that stuff was really interesting. But but the women's team and being able to go to Vegas and, and see that championship, it meant a lot to me too. Um, oh, that's so cool! I love that. And you know our story, like you knew our story the whole the whole way through. Yeah. I'm so happy that John's still there. It really broke my heart that uh, they weren't able to play for the title this year. But I totally understand. I definitely just wanted all the players to be safe, wanted all the fans okay. to be safe. But seriously, shout out to the women's basketball team because they did make the Biscay tournament final this year. Um, if I am not mistaken, they lost one final, one four. So this would have been John Newley's sixth conference tournament final this year that he would have yeah. played so uh, and you were in the first one so now that you're graduated mm-hmm. what is it like for you to see that you played a huge part in you know getting this ball rolling getting it started uh, you know getting the fact that the program now, it's 2020, you graduated in 2014, they're still playing for conference tournament titles. What is that like? It, it is really cool, but it's like, it's so much about John and Krista. Those two have been there for so long and those two, they're such a good team together. Like, and our coach, uh, other coaches at the time, like Jordan Green and Christy Zeller for me, like they were all such a huge part of my growth. and. Like they gave me the compliments of like being able to hold things together. Yeah. And like that, but they put the confidence in me to put that program on the direction that, that we wanted it to be as a player, because you've had right after I left, like, and it was Addie and I, we had a rough season that year. I think Stacey was a senior and then they got Michaela who, you know, was such a gym rat. Like I remember hosting both of them on their, like, Michaela and Taylor coming on their visits and like, like gamers for sure. But they totally proved themselves once they got there. And Michaela was so under recruited and I don't think people respected what she could do. And she totally changed the game too. So like, I think the players that come after you, like John recruits the right type of people for that program that work with him. And he knows that, and he weeds them out. If they're not, if they're not strong enough, we had like five girls quit. My freshman year, we had like three girls quit my sophomore year. So that's why I was like the only legit senior. Like Addie came in as a Juco. You know, he weeds out the ones that, that he said, he always says only the strong survive. Literally anytime someone quit or he had to kick someone off the team, it was like only the strong survive. We know that. Okay. Vandals on three. <laughs> like, oh, 
<laughs> hardcore. Um, yeah. It's so cool to be able to see them have this kind of success as we continue. Like, it makes me so proud because people can talk crap about, I, mean, I don't like them to talk crap about football team or football success because that is a whole nother beast. It's so hard to stay, yeah. stay relevant. Um, and basketball too, Don Berlin had a lot of success. Um, but the fact that I could always be like, well, talk to them about women's basketball. That's yeah. a winning program and they're going to keep yeah. doing that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's a big thing for me is it's like people are just like, oh, football's so bad. And like, athletic, the athletic department's in shambles. I'm just like, have you been to a soccer game lately? Yeah. Right. It was really good. They won a conference sure. championship. Have you been to a women's basketball game lately? Have you been to a volleyball game lately? Debbie Buchanan always wins games. Like, have yeah. you heard about any of our track players? Hannah Kaiser, girl's a freak, right? Yeah, it's just it's insane. Like, I have so much respect for Hannah Kaiser. My yes. lord, W major. Yeah, wild. But that's and that's tough too. Like the whole everything that happened with Rob Spear. That honestly, some of that stuff broke my heart. I know I, there's so much to get into with that, but it, that was a really tough couple years for Idaho, and I, it's going to be tough for them to like bounce back with all this the financial stuff. And <clears throat> I don't know what's going to happen with every mid-major school, every school yeah. beneath Idaho, like how are you going to recover from the stuff that we've lost the budget? Like Terry Gallick is going to have a lot on her hands, a lot on her shoulders, but I really hope that Idaho stays strong. Yeah. And it's going to be, it's going to be on us as, as alums. It's going to be on us as fans, as people with deep connections to not only Idaho, but you know, connections with people inside the athletic department, you know, inside the university, you know, we need to support them. Obviously, none of us are all that rich. <laughs> but, I was going to uh, say, I, got, I, need to, I need to sign a big contract. Like, I'm really hoping, yeah. like, <laughs> we got to help them out this way. <laughs> there's, a, there, there, but there, there's other ways that we can support and, yeah. uh, and, and be strong. But um, obviously, you know, one way that, that, that you're supporting and, and is that you are now, uh, you know, you took, you took my spot. Now you're in the media. Now you yeah. are in your room. Okay. You, I left, you know, I'm a teacher and yeah. you, you, you took my spot. So, uh, but in, and you're a big figure here in, in, in the inland Northwest. I mean, now you're not only talking Idaho, you're talking Cougs, you're talking Eags, Zags, uh, and the high school scene and all that. Um, I know that when I know that you were in the, if I'm not mistaken, you were in the school of journalism and mass media at Idaho, right? Mm -hmm. You were, you were studying the broadcasting. Uh, you did some inside the vandals stuff. Um, but now that you're doing it professionally, uh, how did you take the things that you learned, you know, from John Newley, the things that you learned on the court and, and, and how do you, you know, use that in, in your reporting career now? I think the first and most important thing was like being able to handle a ton of pressure at one time, like having all these things on your plate. I don't think people realize like when, when we go live as sports reporters or if I'm in Vegas covering the WCC tournament, I am my own photog. I am my own editor. I am, I am my own talent at five in the morning at 11 o'clock at night. So like that stuff and like not making excuses for yourself. Like you, you've been through the grind of college basketball and like mm -hmm. preparing yourself for that. There's no better thing than college basketball, but I will say the tough transition that I've thought about lately is like, I, I have this like athlete mentality of like, don't, don't step on toes too much. So like early on when I was yeah. like doing Mark few, like, I was like, I don't want to ask him about this because, like, I know John hated talking about injuries, and I, you, you gotta, know, that person. You gotta, yeah, you have to get over that because you have to be unbiased, and I think it's yeah. helped me now because I'm like, I know what you're hiding, I know I saw that, and like, I have to ask about it now. <laughs> so that's, that's what I appreciated about John is I could even just go to his office and I asked him about Louisville, and he was just like, he used the four letter word, and he was just like, yeah. And, you know, it shouldn't have, there shouldn't have been a three seed. It was ridiculous. It, it was such bull malarkey. Yeah. <laughs> like, I appreciate it. He wasn't afraid. I, I don't think, I don't think his bosses liked it, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he told it to you straight up. Like for us yeah. though, there was a little bit of like censorship. Like you have to be, you, we keep things tight to our team. And yeah. when you enter another locker room now, you're like, Oh, you guys are like, you look at us different, a little bit differently. Not like, uh, not like you can't get in our circle because people like you, 
like, you know, it was like you, Madison, like you guys knew as much as, you know, we, we wanted you guys to know stuff because you're responsible with what you knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's it, it crossing the line between an athlete and becoming someone in the media. It's like, you have to, you have to let go of some of the, the rules that you had mm-hmm. as an athlete and like the mind restrictions of like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know, should I say this? Should I tweet this? Like that other media people don't have as much mm-hmm. like they're just, they go for it. And I, I've learned to learn from them and learn from you. And like, it's just, you know, it's like ever evolving process. It is. Uh, and media is media itself is an ever evolving process. I mean, so it's always important to be always growing and always thinking on your toes. Um, what's, how have you been, you know, handling this COVID situation? Uh, I know you did a story on me <laughs> and Idaho alone involved in Taiwanese baseball, but I mean, I think, you know, I know high school football is going a little bit, but there's no Pac-12, uh, Idaho football, most likely not playing this, this fall. Um, but I think there might be a little inkling on that coming up in the future. I mean, how are you trying to keep yourself busy? Look for stories. Uh, you know, not going quarantine crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think I think initially it was really weird, like anchoring from home. Like when I interviewed you, I was anchoring strictly from my kitchen. Um, <laughs> but it like one of the positives is finding a story like that. Like that was so cool, and putting that story together was so much fun. Like Taiwan is able to have fans at games back in you know how how May. close was it? It's yeah. May. Are they full fans now? Like full uh, stadiums are like seventy-five percent full. There's still like a little bit of distancing, but it's it's safe. COVID numbers. COVID numbers. Uh, just like uh, local transmissions that like in the last three months are below like fifteen or twenty. Yeah, that's so fascinating. It's, that's it's- why I'm able to later, like in two hours, I will walk into a classroom and teach kids. And teach kids in person. In person. That's so wild. I, I just think that was so, so like it's given us opportunities to reach out and be creative and, you know, reach across way across the pond, but you're an Idaho grad, like doing this cool thing. So initially it was tough, but it was like, okay, we got to do a lot more storytelling. Um, and then I kind of became a scientist for a little bit. Like maybe this will happen if we do this. And like, you kind of make stuff up and like, you're reading about stuff. Like I was talking about myocarditis on the air, like not like it's a fun thing to talk about, but for a while it's like you, you're giving me facts that are so different and like my live shots now are about social distancing and it's you important. have to become a little bit more of like a news report it's, it's totally important and that's like that's the path back to having sports so as of late all we have is idaho high school football and mm-hmm. for me like being totally frank the rest of the fall i don't know what i'm gonna be doing <laughs> like i don't i love kxly they've done everything they can for me but there's no guarantee that i get to stay here so for all the people that have struggled with you know losing their jobs and everything like that and this like i totally empathize with those kind of like with those situations and i really hope pac-12 can happen but we're kind of relying on college basketball gonzaga putting a bubble together and hosting a bunch of teams because right now it's just it's almost like a holding pattern hold everything off until july hold life off until july which is kind of cool because everything's way more relaxed and i'm not like running around with my hair on fire all the time but it's so different it's so weird there's so much that we don't know what's gonna happen and i don't know if you saw but the first football player college football player died of covid today i Wow, did not see that news. Like an, an hour ago or two hours ago, it was reported. California University in Pennsylvania or something is death related mm. to COVID. Did you see that, Martin? I saw something about that. I know it was yeah. one of the first or the first one. So who knows if that's going to affect anything. I'm, I doubt it with the SEC and ACC and Big 12, but you mm. never know. They're that's the thing. Forward. That's the thing that I hope people at home, you know, remember about the media is that uh, us in the media, you know, people in the media, they're just trying to just report the world as it is today. We're not rooting for leagues to close. We're not rooting for COVID. We're rooting for, we're not even rooting. I mean, we, 
but we will we will call out leagues like if they're going to do something irresponsible and, and things that aren't safe like it should be called out and if there's facts that support that this is going to be unsafe you know it also needs to be said but at the same time you know it affects the livelihood of of, of sports reporters as well and the, the only world that sports reporters want is one where people are safe, COVID is gone, and games can be played safely. So it's perfect it's, way to put it. It's a moving situation. Um, I'm glad that you're safe. Um, you know, um, and I'm glad that you're able to get some, you know, get some good stories out there. But hopefully, um, yeah, yeah, I didn't know about the bubble situation in Gonzaga either. So that's interesting to think it's- about. Mark, you talked about it on the podcast, I think, like with Andy Katz. And Andy Katz might have, you know, furthered the idea afterward. Mm. But think, okay. I mean, like you have a few teams that you do play in the non-conference schedule and then some teams yeah. you don't. And you tell Creighton, hey, if you come here, you can play Baylor or you can play Texas. Throw mm. that in your non-conference. And, but there's a lot. Yeah, lots of money involved. So, yeah. see. Well, come on, Idaho, get up. <laughs> quick drive. This is a quick drive. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you know they right. want them in that bubble. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Martin, do you have anything you want to I think got one thing. I was kind of like I maybe jumped around a little bit, but what was it like when you heard that, like, John was recruiting Gina and that kind of was your oh, reaction yeah. to that? Like, Gina Markson, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Gina Markson. Um so for those that don't know, that might be listening, my cousin, um, known her since she was born, um, adopted from China, and um, I'm obsessed with her. Um, that was a really surreal moment. Honestly, once I heard that she was telling me that she was talking to, because she relied on me a lot throughout the recruiting process, and she was getting recruited by UW and Arizona and a lot of Pac-12 schools, and so I was like, I bet Idaho is going to be on her. And Krista, the assistant coach, kind of told me, like, dude, your cousin is a baller, and we want her bad. And I was like, that would be so, so amazing. Like, But I didn't know how she was going to be recruited, how that process was going to go. So we had a lot of long walks outside in Sammamish with coffee. Sorry to her parents, my aunt and uncle. I got her addicted to coffee, but I don't regret it at all. Um that it was surreal to once she told me that they offered her and that she was like keeping them in their top in her top three. Um, but I'm like getting the chills thinking about it. Cause it's, it's so cool. It's her own legacy. Like I had my time and now she's doing her thing and she is so good. I love watching mm-hmm. her play. I'm like, I, I didn't teach you that. I didn't teach you anything, <laughs> but she's so good. And I'm so, I, my heart truly breaks for her that she didn't get to play this year because Man, they totally could have beaten Montana State. They had so many close. They had a close game with them the at home the in, in Bozeman. Yes. Oh man, they we totally playing, should. We were, well. we were playing well enough to do it. Yeah, and she's just the floor leader. I'm just so proud. Like she leads differently, but she is. Um, she's so good. She's just so much fun to watch, and she's so humble. She's got a heart of gold, and so yeah, that. Thank you for bringing that up because I love talking about her and bragging about her. <laughs> and we can both come back one day and come to like a homecoming or something like that's the cool thing too. I'm looking forward to having these relationships forever and like always be proud vandals and have it in our family forever. But if she doesn't have two rings, then you're going to throw that in her face. <laughs> have to. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. I have those back in Sammamish. They are hidden away. I don't think my parents are going to try to get into them, but yeah, I'll put those on next time I see her. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, to close, uh, we have a uh, we have a segment called Getting Iced, and that's where you get to ask us anything, uh, me one question or Martin one question, or the same question to, to both of us. Ooh, okay. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to go Martin first. Okay. I need to think about yours. Martin, okay. if yes. you had to choose between watching the 2014 Vandal team forever and watching the 2016 Vandal team forever, which one did you shoot? Oh, 2016, hands down. Like we. Oh boy! Was, Wrong that answer. Team was too special to me. It, they, they, that run in Reno, what we, what Waco after the game was 
was fun. It I was, was in Waco. I was in Waco. I was shooting that. Yeah, it was, was. It was a lot of, a lot of fun. Shotgun. Yeah, those were the ones that you got to go. On. Graduate assistant. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, were you like connected with like? Were you just like in it with the team? Like, how, did it you was, just know them well? Like, what was it? What did we, you do? We it? knew them well, and Abby, the student director, was friends with Allie, I want to say, or was talking with Allie a lot. Got it. And then we kind of, because I think kind of like sarcastically, the like someone in the band always kind of brought up like, oh, we should party with them. And someone brought it up after. They brought cake to us after the game. Oh, sang I Sang a fight it. song. It was like, it wasn't like a full cake, but we got something after the game. Some, it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. That makes me happy. That makes me happy. Those girls are special. I should have known from the freaking jerseys hanging behind you. <laughs> special <laughs> players. So much fun. Okay, Sean, this one's tough. I have a lot of questions that I could ask. Okay. Um, I almost want to ask a football question. Do it. You want it? I have some new friends uh, came and come up to my room. I'm going to relocate my computer. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. How long do you think Petrina will be there? And do you think they'll have successful seasons in the next couple of years? That's a big question. Oh, I, but it's not okay, really I, I really, I really believed that Paul was going to jump after the FCS transition. I was really on that wagon that said, oh, yeah, Paul's going to get out. Um, you know, he didn't, he didn't sign up for FBS. You know, when he was hired, he was probably told by, by Rob that they were going to fight for FBS. And I was really surprised at how on board he was with the FCS because he got really attached to the, to the players, to the program he was building. Um, and I think the one thing that I do know about Paul is, um, you know, family is so important to him. You know, his two oldest kids are, are in college now. Or Mason has graduated. Um, and he still have has one more kid, and, and she's grown up in Moscow since she was, like, seven years old. She's probably in junior high now, almost high school. So I think he might stay until she's graduated from high school because that's really important to him. Um, so yeah. maybe the next four years – I was a little excited for this year. The defense started to come together. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of talent in the quarterback room. Uh, I think we just need a couple more steps, but losing this season really hurts because we really needed a lot more development. But I'm unconfident in, in Paul's ability to, to develop players and identify talent because he did that in 2016. Yeah. So I think we'll be here at least another two, three years, and I'm hopeful confident that'll come with a playoff appearance. Yeah. And I wonder with the eligibility thing, how many guys will try to stay and how Idaho yeah. plans to deal with that, you know, like their stars and so many unknown. Right. My other question is, since you put it on Twitter, the funnest thing for me to follow is your girlfriend <laughs> or dating someone, <laughs> bringing her to games, the winning, the losing, like the, we won't go to this game because there's so much yeah. fun to watch. How's that okay. going and how's the dating scene in Taiwan? So I do have a girlfriend now. Her name is Delphine. I oh, brought her. She's the girl on my Twitter picture. She's one and O at Fubon games, but you know, she's not too big into baseball. She only went, you know, because you know, she you know, she wanted to support me. <laughs> yeah. But she's one and O, so I need to bring her to more because we're right in the middle of a playoff race. Are you by the way? Mariners also in it. Let's go, nurse. Dude, come on. They're looking so good. Did they win tonight? I didn't check. I don't well, know. They won. They won. To, to Theo Lawson, San Francisco Giants. San Francisco Giants. God dang it. <sighs> they're only, but they were only two two games back last yeah, night. Uh, Houston, Houston won and lost, so we're still about to, New York lost also, so still two games okay. back. Two games okay, back. Good. We're still in. Baby, let's go, nurse. Let's go. This is the yes. year. It's gonna happen. It has to. Okay. Anyway, they're so good. They're so fun to watch, and they're so young. Like I know the young players. I love, I love the the young talent that we have on yeah. this team. So even if we don't, I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 
like, okay, even if we don't make the playoffs, it's like, okay, cool, we still play well. We still have talent. Like, Justice yeah. Sheffield made a jump. Kyle Lewis made a jump. Lewis. You know, yeah. uh, Evan, Evan White. White. It's like, let's go. Yeah.